Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello again, we're back. This is Steve Wilson. Once again, continuing our journey through the book of Matthew. We've worked our way up to uh, chapter 16. We're about halfway through it. Uh, Last time we knocked off in verse 12. So we're going to pick up in chapter 16, beginning with verse 13. So let's just get right into it. Verse 13 says, When Jesus came unto the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. All right, so Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and I want you to kind of put that in the back of your mind and hang on to it for a little bit. We'll come back to it. So he's speaking to his disciples, and he is asking them a very pertinent question here. Um. He's asking them, who, who do people say that I am? The people that you encounter, the people around you. I mean, they've, you know, enough has gone on that people are certainly aware that he is somewhat different. And so he asks them, you know, as you, as you go around, you know, what's the word on the street? Who, who do men say that I am? And they give him the answer that, well, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets, as if he's sort of a reincarnation of one of these individuals because they look to these people and respect them and understand they're very um, critical people in the history of what they believe, their, for lack of a better term, religion. And so, um, you know, that's the answer they give. They, they say people, people are calling you basically a reincarnation of some of these very influential people. Now, you know, when you, he, he's asking a question here that we all have to answer, and he'll, he'll kind of reiterate it again here in a little bit. But when you look around the world, um, most everybody recognizes <clears throat> Jesus kind of knows the story of Jesus. I realize there are some who don't. 
but generally speaking around the world, wherever you go in this world, people can tell you who this, you know, the story of Jesus that they've heard. You know, I mean, of course, Christmas time, we celebrate the birth of, of the Savior. So people know the story of Jesus' birth. And Easter, we celebrate his death, burial, and resurrection. So people know about Jesus going to the cross and so on. So people are aware that Jesus is something, someone different. Someone a little different than just, you know, more than just humanity. So, you know, they come up with all these different ideas. For instance, a Jehovah Witness, you know, you study what they say. They believe Jesus is a God. They refer to him as a God. One among many. Um... And so, you know, as referring to him that way, then they can justify that uh, it diminishes who he really is, and they can justify that there must be some other means of going to heaven. Certainly, Jesus cannot be the only way. If you're a Mormon, or if you study the Mormons, you'll see that they teach that he was at one time a brother of, of Satan, and, <clears throat> you know, was given a realm um, over which to be God, and that there are other realms out there, and that there are other gods. Um, the Muslims teach that Jesus was indeed a spectacular individual, but he was a prophet. Christian scientists, you know, they they really they believe that nothing is really real. Everything we see around us is basically just a manifest manifestation of our imagination or man's imagination. So. In every case, you know, and, and there are other teachings everywhere you go, the people want to teach that, you know, they can't deny that Jesus was, was spectacular, Jesus was something different, yet they don't want to recognize that He is indeed the Son of God, the one and only Son of God. And so everywhere you go, you're going to hear this kind of thing all your life. You're going to encounter that. But in verse 15, it says, He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And, and this goes back to what I started to say, what, what I told you to hang on to about this thought of Him speaking to His disciples because it, it's critical that they get it right. Um, and it's critical to this passage. Um, he, uh, he, he says, you know, I... You are my chosen people. The disciples were the first church. That's where the church started. You know, that's where we began. And so if if we are going to be the ones who carry forth the Great Commission, we have to get it right. We have to understand that Jesus Christ indeed is the very Son of God. And, and that's the answer that Peter gives them. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter gets it right. <clears throat> now here's the neat thing about Peter, and, and as we go through this, you'll, you'll see, Peter certainly was a long way from perfect. Peter did some things that were very human, um, and, and, you know, Peter, I don't want to say he's my hero, but he's the kind of guy I look at and say, that's me right there. 
I believe that Jesus Christ is the very Son of God, and yet some of the things I do, I, I don't understand why I do them. Peter was the kind of guy that was a very, uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know, very reactionary. Um, you know, he jumped to conclusions, and he would he would let he would act before he thought, and so he he made some mistakes. And yet, this is who Christ chooses um, to build his church with. Peter, symbolic of humanity, um, he says, I'm, I'm, you know, what you have confessed, this belief that you have confessed, I'm going to be used this belief you confess to build my church. And, and that's what he says then. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Um, he just simply says, you know, um, Simon, son of Jonah. And he's, he's, he's referring to him this way to point out that he is flesh. That you've, you've just confessed to me that I am Christ, the son of the living God. But you've also, in saying that, recognized that you are simple. You were just humanity. Well, it's not humanity which taught you that. It's your relationship with me that has taught you that. It's being with me that has allowed you to understand um, and, and be receptive to the teachings of Scripture and the teachings of, of the Heavenly Father, what, what He's really trying to get across to us. Because so many people, you know, they, were, they followed Scripture, you know, the Jews followed Scripture, but they never got the message. They never understood that, you know, it was all through the Old Testament. It was pointing um, to Jesus Christ as the, the Messiah. Now, I want to jump over here, and I'm not sure I'm going to have time to do everything I want to do. I may have to break this into a couple segments. But if I go over here into 1 Peter chapter 2, um, there's a passage there that I would like to share with you that is going to help you understand what he's about to say. So in First Peter chapter 2, uh, let me just read through this. Is Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guide, this is Peter speaking, and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. He's about to share something here that is deep, something that is more than just surface knowledge. Um, and, and you really have to be aware um, of, of what he's about to say here in order to get it. He says, so, <clears throat> so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as in, unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. So he's talking about Christ coming as the living stone. He says, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So he's saying, look, <clears throat> I am I'm the living stone, but you, you also are lively stones, and you've been chosen to perform or to do something on this earth that's very special. Um, Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. He's establishing himself as the chief cornerstone, okay? He's, the, he's what the church is built upon. That's, that's where it starts. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which, he, which be dis, 
but unto them which be disobedient. The stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay, so in this passage, he's, he's showing to us that we've been chosen um, to perform a specific task or for a specific purpose. And so he, he, he explains that purpose here in this next verse. He says, and I say unto, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he's pointing out to Peter. He just, he just said to Peter, um, you're, you're Simon Barjona, you're, you're son of Jonah, you're flesh, you're, you're a human being. And he's also um, confirming, you know, that he has made the right um, effort, affirmation that Jesus Christ is the very Son of God. So he's saying, I'm going to use you, Peter, the human being, and he's using that in reference to all of humanity uh, and this belief that I am the Son of God to establish my church. That's what it's going to be built upon. I'm going to use humanity who, as the lively stones that we just referred to in um, in, in 1 Peter, um, and this teaching, this belief that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, that He is the Son of God. He is the only means of salvation. That is going to be the basis of my church. I'm, I'm going to use humanity to do that. He says, and when he says, I will build my church, he's, he, he, of course it is something that, that begins and continues on. He's not saying it's something that's going to come later. A lot of people think the church started at Pentecost. It didn't. It starts right here. Jesus chose the first 12 members. And he pastored them. He began the church right there. And when he says, I will, he's simply saying, it is my will that the church be established. And that's, that's an ongoing thing. It, and because he says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He says, I'm, I'm, it's, it's my will to establish a church using mankind based on this teaching that we've just talked about. And the gates of hell cannot overcome that. I'm going to protect it. And so throughout history, we've seen so many people who have tried to uh, undermine the church, who have demeaned the church, who've tried to destroy the church, who've tried to, uh, to divide the church. And, you know, it's a whole nother teaching of who the church that Jesus built really is. And I don't have time to get into all that right now. But, you know, throughout history, mankind has done everything he can to destroy this church that Jesus Christ established using mankind in the teaching that Jesus Christ is the only way. So that's what he's trying to get across here. A lot of people get confused with this verse. Certainly the Catholics get confused with it because they think that he's establishing Peter as the first pope and everything is built. It's not about any of that. 
It's simply about the fact that God is using, is, is, He as the chief cornerstone is using humanity to build and, and continue and hold up His church and teach the true message of Jesus Christ. Okay, I see we're out of time, so we're going to knock off here, and we will pick up um, where are we at in uh, verse 19 when we come back. Thank you, and God bless.